Welcome home, everybody, and Merry Christmas to you. It's December 20th. I cannot believe how fast this year has gone by. Nine months after we closed our sanctuary and to worship safely and love our neighbors by staying apart, here we are today, gathered once again in these digital spaces. From Paris, to Bendigo, to North Carolina, to NoHo, we're so glad you're here with us today on this fourth Sunday of Advent as we celebrate Love is Love. You're gonna be so delighted with what we've prepared for worship today, and we're delighted that you would spend this time with us. So as we prepare to meet God, even in front of our computers or our television screens, let us take a deep breath together. And let us worship God with joy. On this fourth week of Advent, we light the candles of hope, peace, joy, and love. I do it. You want to hold? Pink. Yeah, we do pink. Yeah, pink's next. We know God is love, that love took on baby flesh and came to live among us. In gratitude, let us pray. <laughs> Holy One, you called us to be your hands, feet, and heartbeat in the world. As we make room in our hearts, for the light nothing can extinguish. Make us more love made flesh that gives birth to your reign on earth. May it be so. Let me say amen. Ready? One, two, three. Amen.
Hello, Middle Church. Patty Poinsettia here, coming to you from Patty's premier pageant post. I am purely pleased to be here with you again. What a year it's been. Things are so different, right? Last time we had a pageant together, we were in the sanctuary. We had costumes and props. We don't have those things this year. We aren't even together in the same place this year. But even though I can't see you, I know you're there. And even though things are different, there are some things we still do have. See these photos here? We still have our memories, which are priceless. And we have our imaginations, which make anything possible. And we have this phenomenal Christmas story, this story of angels coming, first to Mary and then to Joseph, announcing that she would have a baby. Then when Mary is about to give birth, she and Joseph travel miles away from home to Bethlehem just to find out there is no room for them in the inn. Mary gives birth to Jesus in a stable surrounded by animals. And then angels come to shepherds and then wise men, letting them know of the birth so they can come and see the baby, this gift of hope and love and peace and joy. What a story. Last week, I heard Reverend Amanda tell a story. She shared her own story of listening to the song in her heart to become a minister even though some other people thought that a woman and a mother couldn't do the job. And Reverend Amanda said that when Mary found out that she was going to have a baby, even though she was young and afraid, she listened to the song on her heart and gave thanks to God. And I realized something, friends. Mary and Joseph and the shepherds they aren't a part of the story because of what they wore or what they had. No, they are a part of the story because they listened to the song in their heart. They listened and heard the call of God and they said, yes, can I tell you a secret? This is very bad for business. So shh. we don't need costumes or props to tell this story. No, if you have a costume, that's great, but you don't need one. You are enough. That's right, you, just exactly as you are. There is a song on your heart, a perfectly promising message for you to share. Can you help me share the message, friends? Your grown-ups can help you make a video, a short video sharing a message of peace, whatever that looks like to you. Our helpers will, will put in the chat where to send those videos, okay? What is your message? Make a video and help spread the word. Would you pray with me? God, thank you for putting a perfectly particular song in our heart that is all our very own. Help us have the courage to say yes and sing it loud for all to hear. Amen. And now, see a hamba. We are marching in the light of God. We are 
Amanda here, Executive Minister at Middle Church. I'm so glad that you're worshiping with us this morning. I know that you have a lot of questions and feelings since our physical sanctuary burned on December 5th. We do too, and we are sharing with you what we know on our website. We have an FAQ page that we invite you to visit where we share updates about the facade, about the bell, and about our rebuilding efforts. Speaking of rebuilding, there are two ways that you can participate in our rising efforts. The first is today at 2 p.m. as our Ivan Anderson is hosting a holiday benefit concert. We're putting details about how to join that in the chat. And the second is tomorrow night at 8 p.m. where Matthew Johnson Harris has curated a star-studded cast of Broadway artists for a benefit for us for in a Christmas mosaic concert that you do not want to miss. Tomorrow's concert will be live streamed on our YouTube and Facebook channels. Thanks for joining our rebuilding efforts there. Today at 3 p.m., we are so excited to officially ordain Middle's Digital Minister, Natalie Renee Perkins. Natalie has been in the chat with you faithfully long before we didn't even have a sanctuary. Natalie envisioned along with Jackie this need for a digital ministry, and we could not be more excited to officially ordain her today. You're all invited. There are details about how to join that at 3 p.m. And this week, believe it or not, Christmas is coming. On Christmas Eve, all you young people at home are invited for a special evening with Reverend Jackie and maybe a surprise visit from Santa Claus at 4 p.m. Register to join us on Christmas Eve. And then at 9 p.m. on Christmas night, we will be showing our bold new love Christmas celebration again on our Facebook and YouTube channel and again at 9 a.m. on Christmas morning. Even in this moment, Christmas is coming, and we can't wait to share this week with you. And friends, let's move now into a time of prayer. Today's prayer is going to be sung. It's a beautiful rendition of O Holy Night, sung by the Middle Church Choir. Let's pray together now.
continue in prayer as we pray together the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Pray this prayer in whatever language or way is comfortable to you. There's an inclusive version printed in your bulletin. Let's pray together now. Ever loving and holy God, how will it be your name? Your reign come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the reign and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Good Christmas morning. Amen. Hey, middle family, I love you more than ever. Hey, middle, holding you in love. Hey, middle fam, sending you love and peace. Hey, middle family. Sending you love, light, and big hugs. Remember, even in the darkest night, the sun will always rise the next day. 
Hey, Middle Family, thinking of you this holiday season. Hey, Middle, sending you peace and love. Hey, Middle, sending you love and peace. Hello, Middle, sending you love and peace. Hello, middle family, thinking of you and sending you lots of love, always. Hey, hey middle, sending, sending you love and peace. Hey, middle, holding you in the light. Hey, middle, sending you comfort and joy. Hey, middle family, sending you peace and love. Happy holidays. Holding you in light and love, middle family. Merry Christmas. Hey, middle family, sending you so much love and so much peace. Hey Middle, sending you love and peace. Hey Middle family, we you love and peace. Hey Middle family, sending you an abundance of love, light, and peace right now. Merry Christmas, little one. Hey, middle family, I'm holding you in love, in God's holy light. Hi, middle. This is Carlos. Today we're going to read the book of Luke, first chapter from verse 26 to 38. The birth of Jesus foretold. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and he came to her and said, Greetings, favor one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord will give him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy, who will be called Son of God. 
and now your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her, who was said to be barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here I am, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Will you say a prayer with me, please? Eternal God, your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And as we seek, Holy One, to hear a word from you, may the words of my mouth and may the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Wow. Thank you, Carlos, for such a beautiful reading of this story. My favorite gospel is Luke's gospel, and my favorite telling of this nativity story is his. Luke writes a detailed, beautiful narrative that almost reads like, like a play, like a, like a pageant. <laughs> um, but it's, it's beautiful, and it's, it's poignant, and, and Luke always features in his story the people on the outside. So the women, the children, the shepherds, the angels, those whose society don't think are important enough to be counted in this incredible story of salvation, Luke makes sure he writes them in. And this is why he tells the story of Zacharias and his wonderful wife, Elizabeth, who are old and childless and therefore not counted for much. And this is why he also tells the story of Mary, more Mary sightings in Luke's gospel than any of the others. And in fact, the Quran says more about Mary than the rest of the gospels do. Amanda reminded us last week that Mary could sing a courageous and prophetic song because she was anointed and blessed by God in the midst of disturbing circumstances. And here Luke tells us once again about Mary's bold, beautiful, and brave obedience to the God of her ancestors. Mary had the courage, friends, to say yes, to say yes to this calling upon her life. And it's difficult today to imagine just how brazen and bold her yes is. She says yes to getting pregnant outside of her engagement to Joseph. I mean, they're betrothed. And in her culture, a 12, 13, 14 year old girl would get engaged to the man given to her by her father and live in her parents' house for an additional year while the festivities got planned and while the economic situation got worked out. In this moment that Mary says yes to being pregnant, she says yes, risking divorce because the betrothal was already a covenant, but she also says yes to the scandalous birth, which frankly was a death sentence. Joseph had every right, every right to have her stoned to death. That's something that doesn't show up in our Christmas pageants, does it? She says yes to scandal. She says yes to being outsider. She says yes to birth pains, yes to traveling all the way south to Bethlehem to have their taxes collected. Yes to uncomfortable 
big stretched belly riding on a dusty road all the way up from Nazareth down to Bethlehem. Yes, to birthing a child where there's no room in the end. Yes, to birthing her baby in the places where the cows eat. Yes, yes to giving birth. Yes, to entertaining shepherds and kings. Yes, yes to the travel back home and the not so certain kind of welcome she'd get from her family post-scandal. It's in these modern Christian days that we celebrate this birth. In those days, baby boy made Mary look tart. She says yes, yes to loving this boy, yes to raising him, yes to teaching him how to talk and how to walk. Yes to polarizing food so he could eat it. Yes to teaching him manners and taking him to Hebrew school. Yes to the fact that her boy would grow up to be a man who would be executed as a criminal. How could she do it? How, how could she say yes? How could she say yes to birthing this baby? Yes to birthing a revolution of love. Well, God tapped Mary on the shoulder. That's part of it. She was chosen by God. She was favored by God. She was blessed by God to do this work. But there's more. In this drama that is the nativity, in this drama that is the coming of love in the world dressed in baby flesh, there's another character. And quite frankly, I don't think I've ever paid as much attention to it as I have this year. This character that is so central to the story, we hear it so often that we can actually forget about this one. This character is the Holy Spirit, y'all. This one is the Holy Spirit. And the angel Gabriel says to Mary, when she says, how will this be? How will it come to be? He says, the Holy Spirit will come over you. The power of the Most High will overcome you, you will be overcome with spirit. Overcome with spirit, such that the child that is born will be called holy and will be known as the son of God. The spirit will come over you, come upon you, overshadow you. You will be overcome, yes, with scandal, perhaps with poverty, definitely with homelessness, but you will be overcome with spirit. That, I believe, is how Mary can say yes. She can say yes because the Holy Spirit gives her power, partners with her in power to say yes. It's the same Holy Spirit that was the wind that hovered over creation, that hovered over the creation during the time of God calling the creation into being and naming it good. That same wind, spirit, breath is what led Israel across the wilderness and into freedom. It's the same spirit, wind, breath that Joel says will descend upon God's people and they will prophesy and see visions and make the world anew. It's the same spirit, wind, breath that descended upon Jesus in the form of a dove the dove that was the symbol in our stained glass window, right there in the front of the sanctuary. It's the same spirit breath that was upon the prophet Isaiah 
and upon Jesus himself, when he stood in the temple and read the scripture and said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, and I've been anointed by God to do, bring good news to the poor, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and to give sight to the blind, and to declare to all of the people that the coming of God is upon us now. This is the same spirit, wind, and breath that descended upon the disciples at Pentecost and helped them hear the good news of God's grace and glory and salvation in the many languages that they spoke so that they know they were God's chosen, that God was tapping them on the shoulder and that they were also called to give birth, to give birth to the reign of God on earth. It is the spirit of God that knows God's heart. The spirit of God that is a comforter and a way maker and a guide to the future. You know what that feels like. It's the spirit of God in the lungs of the gospel choir singing outside in front of a scorched building. It's the spirit of God enabling the voice of our, our, our physicians and nurses the ones who belong to the middle community, who whisper words of comfort to the people dying of COVID. It's the same spirit of God that's in the breath when you talk to your children or your lover and you say, it's gonna be all right. It's the same spirit breath wind that was in Susan and Claudia and Katrina and Yusuf. When, when our building was on fire, they went to help the women next door at the Women's Prison Association. It's the same breath that enabled your ministry to your staff of coffee to cold pastors, of food to isolated staff, of goodness and giving and generosity and donations and fundraisers. It's the same spirit that inspires these crazy acts of love and generosity. The Holy Spirit is in the center of the story, a character that we might miss while we try to figure out what it means that the Spirit overcame Mary and then she was with child. The Spirit overcame Mary and partnered with her in power that she could inaugurate in her small young body, the coming of the reign of God on earth. Oh man, the spirit is in the center of this story. Invisible like air, causative, generative, powerful spirit, moving, moving, moving so Mary could do the ministry she was called to do. Moving, 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 blowing, blowing, imagination and courage to us so we can do what we're called to do. The Holy Spirit that has throughout time powered love and justice, inspiring the work of liberation, of of captive Africans, the creation of the Underground Railroad, the Southern Freedom Movement, inspiring songs like Ain't Gonna Let Nobody Turn Me Around, the Spirit empowering the women's movement, the works for LGBTQIA justice, the Spirit moving the movement for Black lives and climate justice and solidarity with our indigenous communities, the Spirit that caused Gordon and Jerice and Murray to throw open our doors to the people who were living with and dying from AIDS, to cause us to make feeding programs, to cause us to stomp in the street for climate change, to cause us to lay down in the street because Black Lives Matter 
the spirit that made Janine and Mary Jo and Michelle and Mark sing with Jerice in those first choirs when it was so small, it was almost like Jerice and the Pips. It's the same spirit that took us to Albany to do marriage equality work and down to DC to do the same. It's the same spirit that makes us stand up today for those who can't pay their rent, for those who need deacon's loans. It causes us to make a way out of no way to do digital ministry that has now captured an audience around the globe. It's the Holy Spirit drawing people to us causing us, like Mary, to believe the unbelievable, to see the unseeable, to imagine family the unimaginable, that even this fire will not quench revolutionary love and that out of the ashes, something stunning that we can't yet see will rise up and claim us and to help us claim the world as revolutionary lovers. Holy Spirit, is a character in this play. And this character is welcome right here, right now, in front of our computers and our television screens and our, our iPads and our phones. This character, she is ours. She is the spirit of God, the holy breath of God, whispering comfort to us as we mourn. Here she is. Can you feel her showing up in our prayer life, blowing in our ears as we take a walk? whispering to us in our sleep, I am with you. I am with you always, even until the end of time. Here she is, making God's heart known to us and making it known to us that we are God's heart and we will not be left alone. She's in our tears that fall. She's in our laughter that emerges in surprising ways. She's in our resilience and in our resistance, causing us to say, yes, yes, Lord. From the bottom of my heart to the depths of my soul, yes, yes, Lord, completely yes. My soul says yes to singing outside in the cold. My soul said yes to making a sanctuary everywhere. My soul says yes to digging deep into my heart to love the other even when they disappoint me. My soul, my soul says, yes, may it be so, may it be so, yes. Boy, by the spirit of God, may we like Mary be willing to be used because we too are called of God to build heaven on earth. We too are tasked by an angel to bear God into the world, to bear love into the world. This spirit of God, this breath of heaven is our partner, our way making as we, as a people, as individuals, as a community of faith, as a city and a nation rise up in these hot mess times. The spirit, the spirit has come over us. We have been overcome by spirit. The spirit, the spirit, the breath of heaven is here.
Amazing. Thank you, friends, for that beautiful piece of art. Every single breath we take, every single move we make is actually spirit powered and is a breath of heaven. We are called to rise up and give birth to the reign of God on earth. Join our movement at middlechurch.org. You're welcome wherever you are, however you are. And help us to rise at middlechurch.org slash rising. May it be so. Amen. Oh, oh, oh. 
Let us pray. God, for the creativity of Adrian and Luton and Dion and Jeff and John and our new cellist friend, Surat. God, for the love in this community, for pageants without costumes and our willingness to serve for the generosity of your Holy Spirit to all of us, we give you thanks. And we ask that everything that we give you, you will multiply so we can heal your world with you together. Amen.
the staff and I are texting about who's, mo who's the most wrecked by that beautiful piece of art. Um, thank you so much, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for making worship what it was today. And thank you, Middle Family, for hanging in here with us all these nine months on in the digital spaces. We are so grateful to you. I look so forward to spending some time with you on Christmas Eve. Please bring your little people or yourself to the four o'clock story read. I plan to watch A Bold New Love. I'll be sticking my nose in there live at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and on Christmas morning again at 9 a.m. And to receive this blessing, Mary said yes. Mary made a bold, brazen, courageous yes to give birth to love. And this is our calling as well. And we are not alone as we seek to do this work. The Holy Spirit, she is right here, whispering, sometimes shouting, comforting, sometimes cajoling, empowering the work that we are called to do together. Our work is urgent, our calling necessary, and the love with which we will do it superabounds. May God bless and keep you. May God make her face to shine upon you. May God lift up her countenance upon you and give you peace and Merry Christmas. I love you.